When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. What do you think of that action? Yeah, baby. It's all I'm saying, brothers and sisters, you know. And uncles. Uh, and uncles, yes, and aunts. Uh, on the phone joining us now live, Dave Bielke, brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Hurt at work, Dave Bielke goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Tom sent you. Mr. Bielke, how you doing? Very good. How about you, Mr. Brown? Marvelous. Things are good. Had just a magnificent birthday yesterday. Spent it with my entire family, all three generations of the family. It was, it was a dream come true, Pally. Oh, nice. It was. It was just great. Just had a great time. Was that your birthday or something in your family? It was my birthday and, of course, my birthday stolen by my two-year-old grandson, Ethan. He was born on November 7th and stole my birthday. (laughs) But I I can imagine where the attention was. uh, Yes. Well, first of all, there was a two-year-old, a five-year-old, and a seven-year-old, so there was a lot of attention uh, in that area. They They were so happy, had so much fun. It was great. Uh, I just uh, we went to Campiello, which is one of my favorite spots. Unfortunately, closing at the end. Of the- I'm still gonna. I'm fighting to keep it open. That's all I'm saying. I got to figure that out, Dave. Well, just why don't you just buy it? Well, there is then that. You have to make all- yeah, then you make all the decisions. How about Tom Campiello? I'll change the name to Tom. I'll change my last name to Campiello. <laughs> What do you think? There you go. It's a good plan. There you go. So I have a question for you because it was funny. It came up on, and I was watching the TV news on Channel 5 last night, and they were Mm -hmm. talking about the weather this time of the year and how you get rain, you get snow, you get whatever, things change. Is this the time of the, are there more personal injuries this time of year, slip and falls because of that very thing that you can't really tell that the stairs or the sidewalk or whatever is slippery? Does that, I got to believe it occurs a lot more now. Oh, it certainly does. Uh, yeah. In the middle of the winter, uh, it's icy all the time, and people are more aware of it. Yes. Uh, yep. what, what happens now is you get, like, little uh, spots here and there that people don't even uh, uh, see or even are uh, they're not even thinking about. It. They're just walking, and boom, they go down. Yep. Or they go up some steps, and there's just a little spot, and they go down. So, yes, it's definitely more now and in the spring. You think in the middle yeah. of the winter, but, yeah, in the middle of the winter, people, every time they get out of their vehicle, they... Uh, they, you know, they are, they're aware that, okay, and they grab the little handle there and they go out. I do it all the time. And uh, the winter, I mean, you obviously have slip and falls, but it's, this is probably, it, after the first uh, 
uh, snow, when it melts, then you get the little spots. That's, I think, the most hazardous time. Yeah, that I got to believe it. You get, uh, people got to learn to pay more attention. Or, or let's not be wearing leather soles and on those days because you may as well be wearing ice skates. I would imagine. Yeah, and one um, uh, word of advice: like UPS drivers, they always call they have what's called three points of contact that they tell their their drivers. The company tells their drivers, and that is when you're getting out of the truck, always have three points of contact, meaning two arms and a leg or two legs and one arm, typically it's as you're stepping out. Make sure you always have two uh, arms when you're walking out of the vehicle. Love and it. that, and I do the same thing when I get in and out of my pickup. I mean, sometimes you, you kind of makes it look like an old man, but hey, I've, one little slip and you, you come down, you hurt your back, you hurt your shoulder, you, worse, you even hit, uh, hit your head on the ground. I've represented many over the years I've had those, and they can be very bad injuries. Oh, I'm telling you, Dave, that's funny you even bring that up because it just popped in my head. When I was, I guess, about seven or eight, something like that, uh, it was that day when it, you know, little, it was raining and I thought it was raining, but it was cold enough for it to freeze up. I slipped and slammed the back of my head right into the sidewalk. My God, did that hurt. Oh. Yeah, they, they hurt, and then you can have what's called a TBI, traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. And they they usually go away over time with some, you know, some pretty bad headaches, some debilitating headaches, but they can go on and on over time. You have light sensitivity of all sorts of issues that come out of that. So make sure you, you do what you can to keep your, your, your head, you know, from hitting something. And that's one you're getting out of a vehicle is when you slip, you go down fast. And that's what happens when you're, uh, especially if you get into like a truck. So yeah, good, good word to the wise. All right, I'm already getting the messages from my friends. Oh, that's what happened to your brain. Mm, Thank you. Yep. <laughs> really appreciate it. That was kind of a hanging curveball. Someone's going to that. <laughs> that was a hanging curveball indeed. So what's the latest on your agenda? You working? Uh, what are you working on right now? I'm preparing for a mediation tomorrow. I've got a, a big claim tomorrow where we've got uh, two insurance companies over time. This is a repetitive motion type injury. Uh, oh. My guy, my guy does. He installs ceilings, uh, acoustical ceilings, like you, you have in any uh, medical facility or, uh, well, basically anything commercial. They have ceilings that absorb sound, and uh, he's done that for years and years. And he's got a really bad neck. Didn't have a specific injury. You know, he didn't fall off a ladder or something. He just had neck symptoms came on over time. He goes. To the doctor, the doctor says you need to have a fusion. Has a fusion of two levels to his neck, and then the doctor says you got to stop doing this. He's only fifty-one years old. Oh God! The doctor says, yeah, you got to stop doing this. If you keep installing ceilings, you're going to be back here in two years to get two additional levels fused in your neck. So that's you can see where this claim is going, and it's it's a it's a big claim. Uh, so that's what I'm preparing for tomorrow uh, afternoon. Isn't I mean how. How would you as an attorney sit down with the guy and he has just been told you're done at 51 years old. Uh, he's dedicated his life to doing this. Well, that's got to be a hard conversation. It, it is. And, it, and it, it's also, again, he didn't fall off a ladder. People don't right. think these injuries are real. He just uh, initially goes to the doctor and you know talks to his boss at work and says, I'm having neck problems. And the boss says, hey, we're all getting old. Well, when you're 51 years old and you're getting two levels of your neck fused, it's something more than just getting old. And someone who's spending all day long working above their head, that that happens. Over time, you're, it breaks down. It's called a Gillette injury in Minnesota after the case back in the early 60s that said that these are real injuries. 
You know, I run into a lot of people now since we've been doing this for a few weeks, and they ask me about this, that, and the other thing. Are there, um, you know, obviously you can get head injuries, uh, you know, facial injuries, eyes, the mouth, the whole deal, your neck. We already talked about that. That's very, very sensitive. I mean, it, it, it just must be, business must be stacking up, I would tell you what, with people. Uh, although we don't do as much physical work anymore as we used to, do we? We don't. A uh, lot of the physical work that was done previously is all done me- uh, mechanically now. Yeah. Uh, however, what's going to happen is, you know, 20, 30 years from now, from now, my job won't be as big because the guy, the the guys like this guy, 51 years old, and other guys, bad shoulder, 58 or 61, they've been doing this for years and years and years. So even though things have gotten safe in the last uh, 10 years, less. Uh, uh, you know, less physical work, they had the initial trauma early on that just got them built on it. And an example are like uh, uh, carpenters. Old carpenters, they always have shoulder problems, elbow problems, hand problems. Uh, younger carpenters, for the last 20, 30, 40 years, uh, 35 years, it's all been done with nailers. They don't swing as they don't swing hammers anymore. No, I mean, that, and that's exactly why I asked that question. So that, mm-hmm. uh, well, I so over it, time, yeah. yes, that that will lessen uh, over time, and it are, probably already has. You know, just kind of, it was never going to go away, but it will lessen over time, and that's that's good for people in general. You know, I was just thinking about something. I didn't even realize it. I've never thought about this before. I was talking. To you. We were talking to Dave Bialki about personal injury and all these things on the job and all the rest of it. But this has got to be not only because of the rain turning to snow and ice and all the rest of it, but just the fact that you got Halloween decorations to put up and take down. You got Thanksgiving holiday decorations to put up and take down. You got Christmas. You got Hanukkah. You got a man. This must be a very, very busy time of the year for you. Well, the people get hurt like that, uh, you know, doing that. It's not work related. It's uh, it, that's it's true. The wife screaming and screaming at him, saying, "Why do you do this every year? You knew you were going to fall sometime, and here you are." So, well, I, I think you'd be able to sue your wife for having you do it. What do you think? That's a, that, that's an ongoing, uh, unresolved lawsuit. That <laughs> just never going to come to an end. I yeah. suppose. I suppose that's probably true. I like the, I like your honesty about that. That twenty years from now, that personal injury. And being a lawyer uh, in that area is going to be a lot different than it is now because everything is so mechanical now. It it, it will go down, and like even assembly lines, so forth. That's all, you know, the uh, repetitive work activities with your hands and our. That's generally going away over time. So yeah, it. it I I'm an older guy. I'm going to be doing this another ten, fifteen, you know, maybe twenty years, but. Uh, uh, I wouldn't want. I, I would not go into workers' compensation if I was a brand new lawyer. But after doing this for 31 years, sure. I'll, I'll be able to ride this out and continue to represent, you know, another how, however many hundreds of people. Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, Tevin had uh, made a comment earlier because I last night I said I went out with the family, had a wonderful time, and then they stayed, and I I drove home by myself. And I get to a stop, a stop light, and it's red, so I stop. But you can take a right on red in the state of Minnesota, unless it indicates you can't. This one I was allowed to. But it was pitch black out. I mean, it was dark as hell out there. And I came about one second from running somebody right over because he crossed against the red light with two black dogs, and I couldn't see. He was dressed in black, too, by the way. 
I couldn't see him at all. And at the last second, uh, I slammed on the brakes and didn't hit him. I mean, uh, Dave, people got to be wiser than that, don't they? Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's even some talk nationwide and in Minnesota here about uh, legislation saying no more right, right on red because people right. do that. Right. And it, it's unfortunate because, like you said, people got to be smart. Well, you know, if, if people were a lot smarter, there would be a lot less uh, accidents. But people do have to be sometimes protected from themselves. And, and that, that's a perfect example. I mean, you got to know if you're, if you're dressed all in black, the, to- the two dogs you're walking are black. It's pitch black out. No one can see you. And then I slam on the brakes. I didn't hit him. I almost did. I didn't. And then he starts screaming at me like I'm the guilty one. It's like, what? There are clueless people out there, and uh, they'll always be looking for someone else to blame their problems on. And, yeah, if you're, if you're that uh, 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 stupid to do that, you know, it's yeah. easy to put on a, a, you know, there's reflector stuff, but you don't even have to have that. You, you, just a nice color, a light color would be fine. And you can put things in your dogs, too, you know, to if yep. you have black dogs. If I had a black dog and I was walking my, my dog's twice, so he, he's already... Uh, shows up, but uh, yeah. if I'm black, walking a black dog at night, yeah, I'm going to put there's reflective vests on. They're uh, they're everywhere. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's not something you even have to try to find. They're everywhere in any hunting area. I'm sure they're on Amazon. They're just uh, bright vests. You can just throw that on them. It takes you two seconds. Uh, are people doing better with keeping themselves safe? I know that, again, the things you that you talk about uh, and the personal injury and all the rest of it, that these are unfortunate accidents, things like that. But have people gotten a lot better about these kinds of things, like protecting themselves? Uh, so obviously when they do get hurt, it is very clearly not their fault. I think people are a lot better about watching for themselves now, aren't they? I, I think they generally are. They're always going to be the, the morons out there. But, the yeah, you see, <laughs> when we were you know kids, you ride your bicycle, nobody had helmets on, you know. But, right. you know, people, they fall, they hit their head, big injuries can occur. And you see, you know, especially serious uh, cyclists, they always have helmets on. Uh, and so that I think that makes sense. And that's uh, when I ride my motorcycle, I wear a helmet, but I will say I'm in the minority of uh, uh, motorcyclists that wear helmets. So that's, I'm not sure if that culture is ever going to be, um, you know, they, the motorcyclists as a rule, uh, have have said you know they want the freedom of not wearing a helmet and uh, the the laws allow it and I think that's always going to be that way I don't think that's going to swing anyway I again I, personally I wear a helmet every time I get in my motorcycle but right. I think I'm in the minority I'm sure I'm in the more minority All right we'll look forward to talking again next week Any closing words sir Uh I'll go bikes on uh, Sunday <laughs> I'm going to be at the game and that's exciting last uh, week and. And uh, looking forward to this one. So uh, let's hope that we, we don't have a huge letdown on, which the Vikings have historically had the tendency to do uh, after a huge win. They did, they did it last year after the Buffalo game. They, they yep. huge win out in Buffalo. Then they came back here and dropped a 40-3 egg against Dallas. So, you know, they've been prone to do that in the past. Let's hope with, the, you know, with some new people involved that they can avoid that. We're, as a state, we're really excited about them right now. So. Uh- I just got a call from a friend I grew up with, and uh, he suggests that next week when you're on, uh, and thank you so much for calling this in, sir. I really appreciate it. And you can think about this for a whole week before we talk about it, Dave. The very first time I put on ice skates, I'm not an ice skater, let me put it that way, but I was, uh, I believe, seven, maybe eight years old. I had never ice skated before. 
So I put on a pair of hockey skates. And I was at Cleveland Park in North Minneapolis, right there on Lowry and basically Penn, you know, Russell, whatever. Uh, I went on the ice, and I slipped and fell, and my left foot tucked under me. So I want you to all guess by next week where that skate blade went. Oh. I've got a few guesses. (laughs) (laughs) So think about that. Okay, I think there's a few winces, especially amongst the males here. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about it next week, Dave Bielke. Thank you, sir. All right, you're welcome. Have a good week. You too. On the phone joining us, ladies and gentlemen, Dave Bielke, brought to you by Dave Bielke. Bielke Law Firm, heard at work. Dave Bielke goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Tom sent you. You know, I really do enjoy the fact that I've had friends now for my entire life who love to send me messages on my phone about... Tell them about the time the skate blade went up your butt. Yeah, thank you. Thank Thanks you. so much. That's thank great. you. I appreciate yeah, I'm it. I'm really glad you pointed because I could still feel it, by the way. Yeah, I know, right? Like you can tap right into that pain. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It did not feel good. I will tell you that. No. Not good at all, as a matter of fact. <laughs> uh, I could do that. I could do this. I'm one minute early. Can I not? Or should I wait till the 10? Um. I mean, I think it's fine. Let's well, do I just it. want to make sure because yeah. Sherry Shepard's going to be on, on with us at nine ten. So, I want to get this in yeah. and have a nice flow to it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. In other words, I don't want a skate blade going up my butt again just because my timing was off. That's a new term term of phrase. I like it. Don't so, don't get a skate blade up your butt. Exactly. Yeah. Pull and the skate out of your ass. And get, oh, your, yeah. get your skate out of your ass and get to work. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny about that though? It was so cold out. I really didn't feel it at first. When I got home in the warm house, then's when I felt it, I will tell you that. Ladies and gentlemen, let's veer away from that, shall we? Let's. Thank you. The Eagles are at XL Energy Center on on their farewell tour on Saturday, November 18th. And you can see them with me in my suite. To enter, just go to Tom Bernard app or the website at TomBernardShow.com. Listen for your name to be announced each day at 8, 10, 9, 10, and 10, 10. Email us back by midnight at contest at TomBernardShow.com and you win. Today's qualifier name for the See the Eagles with me in my suite is William Vranikar of Coon Rapids. William Vranikar. Email us by midnight tonight at contest at TomBernardShow.com. The winner from yesterday, Tuesday, John O'Byrne of Richmond, Minnesota, will join us uh, in the suite to see the Eagles at the XL. That's on November 18th. Again, John O'Byrne won yesterday. William Vrenikar of Coon Rapids, email us by midnight tonight at contesttombernardshow.com, and you'll be a winner as well. Well, you're already a winner. I can just tell. You know what I mean? In our hearts, but Mm -hmm. you could also be a loser if you don't email. Yeah, exactly. If you really want to be a winner, email us immediately. That's a good point. You could be a complete loser, William, if you want to be, but now... Step it up. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah, I think that's appropriate. Uh, uh, Not, Not quite yet. Not quite yet. Okay, we'll take a break here then. That'll work out perfectly, Perfect. don't you think? Yeah. We'll, we'll take a, a break and uh, everything will get teed up. And I just want to make sure that I get this in sequence. Oh, look at that. I got everything covered and everything's good for me right you. now. Professional. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friend, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I've completely trusted Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre. Because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians. They're not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. 
Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need when they need it at the fair price. Keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to SabreHeating.com. That is S-A-B-R-E Heating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MN Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog. I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, which I think is a brilliant idea. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted wait. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear about your success story, and please let them know that Tom sent you. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, 914, now 14 minutes after 9 o'clock. It is uh, 43 degrees and cloudy. It's, it doesn't feel like 43, though. It's a little chillier than that, don't you think? Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. seems like it anyway. A little biting. All right, we'll just uh, wait till you're... Let me know when Cherry's ready to go. We're, we're all set. Oh, wait, she is ready to go? We're just one more Sorry, minute. Sorry, no, just hold on one second. We're no problem, we'll go. I can do a story. Not a problem at all. Florida's second heaviest python taken down by five guys after mistaking it for an alligator. A, a snake so big it looked like an alligator. Oh. Holy God. Either way, I'm not jumping in that water. I understand. I'm right there shoulder to shoulder with you on that one, Buster. Florida's second heaviest Burmese python taken down in surreal battle after being mistaken for an alligator, as we said. I Jesus. Ochopee, Florida. 
How many guys does it take to wrangle Florida's second heaviest Burmese python? Five, apparently. Mike Effelbein was one of those guys who experienced a surreal and lucky takedown at Big Cypress National Preserve in South Florida over the weekend. I had her by the head. Her head was the size of a football. Dang. No. wrestling with a snake like that? No. Honest to God. And this is that invasive. Remember we were talking about it, how you get paid money to get rid of the pythons. I did a whole deep dive on that on Monday when we were talking about it. I mean, I got to be honest with you. You're going to wrestle with a python that big. You better have muscle structure like Sherry Shepard, I think. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Sherry? How are things? Was that? Muscle structure, Sherry Shepard. I'm lo- crack up. Look, I'm looking at a picture of you right now, and I was a power lifter for many, many years, and you're standing there with your hands on your waist, and you got uh, like a leather top on. You got some muscle on you, sister. I get up at 4.45 in the morning, and I work out uh, for about an hour. But if you take away all the talking I do to my trainer, I work out for about 30 minutes. <laughs> and, um, I love that. <laughs> there's oh. a lot of talking. I'm a woman. You know, I'll be trying to get out of exercises. But nice. thank you. No, I work hard. It's quite all right, ladies and gentlemen. Daily syndicated talk time show, the daytime talk show, Sherry, which airs on Fox in the Twin Cities, when they're on stage or screen, daytime Emmy award winner. Oh, we got, it took three sentences to get to the fact that Sherry Shepard is an Emmy award winner. What do you think of that action? You know, that's really very cool. I wanted Emmy as a co-host on The View, but then the Sherry show, we were nominated for four Emmys. So uh, I'll find out in February if I won, because I was nominated for best Talk show host. So I'm really, I'm excited. You want I'm me to? Like, yeah. I'm just filled with joy, gratitude. Do you want me to talk to him for you? If you got some, if you got a hookup like that, I, well, I'd rather you talk to Lenny Kravitz. Forget the image. <laughs> you know, you're getting yourself in you big trouble. You know Jason trouble. Momoa? Oh, yeah, I know Jason Momoa. I do. I know Jason Momoa. But you call Jason. If you got it like that, I don't, I don't care about the Emmy. Call Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry, you're getting, you're getting yourself in big trouble here now because we're going to have to have you back like every week if you keep being this good. Uh, well, you, you have me back. We will. Dad, we will. Believe me. So I want to know about <laughs> what's going on in your life. I mean, obviously, you got uh, all these daytime Emmys. You're up for this. You're up for that. You won the Emmy on The View, as you already talked about. Sharing Coast have chosen as part of the 100 most influential people in the world. What does that feel like? Um, you know, it's nice to be able to influence people. I, I, this is why I love having my show, Sherry, because it's been 22 years of me dreaming about being able to show people that you can have a good time, that you can experience joy for an hour and just to escape. So being able to influence folks and be acknowledged for it is really great but um you know to be able to just have folks on like lenny kravitz my god he made a video of himself watching me talking about how i wanted to be with him and we showed it on the show because i'm always like i want to influence women to take your shot because we stay home on a friday night all we're gonna be doing is watching netflix and wearing a T-shirt with a taco stain. Like, life is too short. <laughs> oh, true. So true. Do your shot. You know, one thing i got to tell you, Sherry, it's probably a good thing that you and I don't know each other personally because if we ever went out to dinner sometime, we'd be talking to people and they'd scare them to death. Between the two of us, it'd be, they'd be terrified. <laughs> 
That's the kind of thing I love. Like, and, we go out to dinner. Any t- you can take me to dinner. You can make me laugh. We have great conversation. And we're loud. <laughs> oh, this is a, it's a great day. <laughs> we have to be loud. I love that. Sherry, I am a huge fan. I just watched you. <laughs> on, I'm, like, nerding out because... I fell in love with you on 30 Rock. Uh, Queen of Jordan is... The way you say ham is so in my heart all the time, always. Um, When you're on... when you Wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to hear the ham part. Oh, my God, it's... Oh, ham, 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 ham. So good. It's just so... I don't know why. It's so good. When you were on Watch What Happens Live with Issa Rae, I was so impressed because you have this amazing ability to be unfiltered and it doesn't seem to get you in trouble and i wonder like is that just something you live by is just kind of saying what you, you it's so well i thank you for that but yes i do get in trouble when i'm unfiltered <laughs> because half the show was half the show was going great mama it was like everybody was laughing oh got that dang on britney spears and nobody laughed and i said uh-oh i didn't step in it what did i say and then um but then Issa Rae says to me, she goes, Sherry. And so, you know, I'm a comic. I said, and I doubled down, and I said, I said what I said. Then I said to myself, what did I say? <laughs> I love it. It's so I refreshing. Oh, God. <laughs> Once Andy Cohen looked at me, and he just was serious, I said, uh-oh, I'm about to get some backlash. But you know what? I'm a comic. Anybody who knows my heart knows I'm just trying to make you feel good and laugh. So that is what we as comics do. Sometimes you're not going to like it. Most times you are. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up, Sherry, because I think because of the pandemic, because most comics couldn't work that for that two, almost three years, we have not been laughing yeah. anywhere near as much as we used to. we got to get back to laughing more, Sherry. You know what? It, I feel the same way. It's like, I, you, do you know during the pandemic how many, I would do, stand, a lot of comics wouldn't, but I would do stand-up on a computer for a dental convention. I would just say, can you put six people in the Zoom room that I could see? They don't. I just need to be able to see them laugh, and I'm going to make you laugh. I would, do, I would find places where I could do stand-up, and people were in their cars. Kira Sedgwick and Kevin Bacon came to see me, and they just honked their, they would honk when, when they liked the joke. You find ways to get on stage. I'll honk. I can't, I can't survive if I'm not making a person laugh. And we were not designed to take in as much bad news as we're getting. And so, like, with Sherry, I just want you for one hour to be able to escape and laugh and feel better than when you came. That's my whole goal, and inspire you. And if I can do that, like, it's just, it's amazing. I don't think you're going to have much trouble doing that, Sherry, because you and I have never met, and I've been laughing like a bitch for the last 10 minutes, so I, I, I don't think that's going to be much of a problem. But I will tell you, your delivery reminds me so much. When I was a young boy, I had a friend whose mother had the same basic attitude because every time I'd go pick Benny up, they'd look at, she'd look at me and she'd go, Tommy, Tommy, I'm just warning you and Benny, don't get in any trouble because I'll whoop your ass. <laughs> Okay, well. That's me to to my son, Jeffrey. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. Uh, When I tell you, that's the way I talk to that 18-year-old boy up there. I go, you back. What are you doing up there? (laughs) (laughs) Sherry, you got to, next time you got to get on an airplane. I'll send you a ticket. Get on an airplane. Come in the studio. We got to talk. I 
would love to. We would have fun. I love coming in in person because it's so much different when you're there and you're facing each other. So yeah. I would love to come by. Please do, Sherry. Honest to God, this has been—you've made my day. I'm telling you, I was—I was already having a great day, but you made it even better. So please come back. Well, only like every day. Other than that, though. Oh, thank you so much, and I appreciate you guys for having me. Absolutely. Well, come back soon, Sherry. Thank you. Have a great day. Sherry Shepard, ladies and God, I love women like that. Oh, oh I, she's she, amazing. She gives like that Pat vibe, Pat. Uh, Miss Pat, Miss Pat. Yeah. Oh, she's so funny, and she literally, you guys, it's so it's so refreshing because there's so many people that Love. go on the shows I watch that are mm. all filtered and have certain things to say. She's like, "Oh, I'd hit that!" Like she was like, <laughs> yeah. and she's like, "I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling myself today. Like I could probably catch this guy." Like you know, it was. I mean, I was dying laughing. She was on last week, and. Especially, like, Issa Rae's funny, but Issa Rae's definitely holds back quite a bit. Mm. So oh, yeah. Sherry Shepard, she was just, I mean, I don't even, the Britney Spears thing that she commented on, I don't even care. We were all, I mean, me and my sister and my friends, we were passing that episode around and laughing yeah. so hard. And how you go, oh, Sherry, I loved you in 30 Rock, which is probably some very obscure yeah. reference that she gets. Like, when I first saw her, I was like, oh, my gosh. I remember her from Think Like a Man. She had one line in the whole movie, but I'm like, that's it. the one line that I remember because yeah. she was hitting on Steve Harvey. <laughs> Talk about trying to get with Steve Oh, Harvey. God. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I love her. Same. How about that? I stand at the bottom of the stairs and go, 18-year-old, what are you doing up there? Yeah. <laughs> so fun. She was phenomenal. Yeah. God, I'm having a, I'm on a roll now. I had a wonderful day yesterday, having a great day today. I do love the, the way this morning shows cadence is developing nice it's just a natural conversation i hate that phony conversations that mostly on television mm -hmm. you watch television well let me ask you a question what did you do yesterday that uh i think we'd really like to inquire about that's not how you talk at home yeah i mean cut that out i know or the other thing they do on radio is when they do things like this they come out of a song the song is they go that is elo who says that? Um, that exactly is what Tevin sounded like when he was trying to come out of a break once. <laughs> oh, okay, no, 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 no. Oh, wait what, a minute. Here's what Brittany does. She sits there and she goes, <laughs> you'll hear Amy's like, this is a Tom Bernard morning show. And then she'll look at me and go, yep, like it's your turn. So I'm like, uh, hi, good morning, hello, what do we do? And I wanted to do it as a joke and be like, good morning, Minneapolis. We're back on the Tom and our morning show. Something happens in your, it's like your cheeks all of a sudden like lock up a little more and you go, hey, everybody, this is Tevin okay, here rocking the airways you're in Minneapolis. The airways. It's, it's, a lot, it's a lot like when somebody goes, all right, act natural. Like, what do you mean act natural? I don't know how to act natural. I'm just sitting here. It's so funny. And you all automatically then, you know, morph into normal Tevin yeah. again. But Radio Tevin, 10 out of 10. I like I like Radio I get, Tevin. I get no, flashbacks. I when I worked at the House of Comedy, Rick Bronson would, there would be girls that would come in, and he would, like, hit on them, make them laugh as they're coming into the show. Oh. And just, like, whatever, just being friendly. Yeah. And he would go, well, Tevin's single. Why don't you guys go? And now I'm like standing there awkwardly, oh, like just trying your feet to. Like, oh, I'm like, oh my gosh! You, you get two would, mugs. What do I do with my hands? I would, yeah. <laughs> I would mugs. rather be anywhere in the world other than right here. <laughs> I haven't talked to Rick Bronson in years. Where? Why didn't he come in anymore? I mean, he's probably up in Canada. He's got. He's busy. He's got Edmonton. a coffee shop. He's got. They're having. We have a comedian of theirs hopefully coming in this weekend that 
is a big deal. Ooh. TJ Miller. Oh, I love TJ. We're Miller. trying to figure Great out what guy. day he flies in on. You well, led with he owns a coffee shop, like that's. Well, no, because I'm saying he. Ooh. Well, no, no, no. But that's I'm saying, how I know no, because, TJ Miller. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that guys! Coffee shop he on Seventh and Broadway. Obviously owns comedy clubs. He's opened up a coffee shop. I'm saying he's busy. He has multiple businesses now. He's just sitting at home. He's got doing the pharmacology. Whole he's he got not doing pharmacology espresso. classes. You know I will tell you something. Let's go to break. You know, the first time I ever <laughs> met. Yeah, we just had a break. What the hell are you talking about? Tell you what, back off. I'm being abused on this show. Oh, I'm being abused. How you go I'm re- the victim. How about you go repark your car? <laughs> yeah, Tevin. Yeah. Okay. Oh! We're posting my park job on love social media because I, I love it. park straight. Tom is a hater. Well, yeah, but are you going to also show pictures of the dents you put in everybody else's cars when you're pulling oh, in? Jesus. <laughs> We're not going to show that. i got to tell a very quick story about Rick Bronson. First time I ever mm-hmm. met Rick Bronson, who owns the house comedy, ladies and gentlemen. That opened, what, like 10 years ago, 12 years ago, something like that? Uh, I forget. I think it opened in 2012. Oh, so 11 years I ago. I think that's right. I think you're right about I that. So Rick Bronson comes into town to get a call that he wants to go play golf. So we went up to Midland Hills and played golf with... Paul Mercurio. Oh, dang. Paul is hilarious. He's one of my favorite people in the world. Honest God, but playing golf? He's probably not good. Well, I'd say not good is a little too nice. <laughs> and I forget what late show he was on or that he wrote for Paul. It was the late show, wasn't it? Was it, it the late show? What, I one think. Of the, I believe, was it, was Colbert? it Colbert? I feel like it was Colbert. It was Colbert. So was, Ben yeah. and Jerry's, for some reason, I took... Paul to the grocery store because he needed something. And we were going to get ice cream. And so we walked by Ben and Jerry's, and his rival had their brand of oh, ice God. cream. And oh, so I, God. like, grab it out of the freezer. <laughs> Here you go. So he enjoyed uh, his whatever. If he was on the Colbert show, we ate Jimmy Fallon ice cream. Oh, in God. Our he's, but, no, he's the greatest. He's still, even after I stopped working there, would message me every once in a while. See, check in my house going. Uh, Paul Mercurio. Mm-hmm. After about 10 holes, he finally makes a putt. After like 10 holes. Yeah. Okay? You can't waste he, them all. He makes like a three-foot putt. It goes in. He raises his club over his head and starts running around the green, screaming, Look at that! Look at that ability! How good am I? I'm like, oh my God. As somebody who also <laughs> is not a great golfer, that is the correct response. It is? Okay. Yeah. So Any you putt do it? that I make that's over five feet, you would think I'm Tiger Woods winning the PGA Tour championship, whatever. God, one of my favorites is one he used to come in. Yeah, we got to get Paul to call into the show. We haven't had him on yet. God, that's been on. But again, this whole, com- this whole comedy thing has changed so much because of the damn pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I hate that. But Paul, when he's come in and hang out with the family, uh, he and Catherine get along really well. And, you know, Andy and Alex. And I, it just, Paulie around my family is magnificent. Mm. He calls me one time, though. This is about maybe five, six years ago. Hey, Tom, uh, how's the show going there in Minneapolis? You doing okay? I said, yeah, everything's going great. How about your guests? You having any good guests on? I said, yeah, we always have really good guests. Well, uh, you know, I, did I do that uh, that uh, talk show? Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but let me ask you a question. You ever sat down face-to-face and interviewed Paul McCartney? I'm like, no. And he goes, well, I have. And hangs up on me. Yeah, funny. Oh, That's, oh, on brand. That's on brand for Humble him. Humble brag. Thanks, yeah. Paul. So Paul goes in to do the Stephen Colbert show, uh, Paul McCartney, I mean, and Mercurio goes up to him and goes, do you have any interest in doing an uh, interview on my radio show? He goes, yeah, sure. What do you mean, yeah, sure? 
How wild is that? How great is that? Paul McCartney. He said Paul McCartney is one of the nicest guys he's ever mm. met. Also, you know what's funny? If you're bored and waiting around, that would be way more That's fun true. than right. just sitting. Because you, they always have to sit in these green rooms and yeah. wait for shows to start. If it was like, if I was a, I have to imagine being a celebrity. Okay, it was very easy for me. Oh, absolutely. Just, just, just clicked her, right in. Her normal everyday and life. Somebody <laughs> comes in the green room and I have like an hour to wait or like they're doing hair and makeup and they're like, hey, can we just, can I just ask you a couple questions and convert, you know, and record? Yes. I'd say, of course. Like, you'd yeah. be so bored. Right. And it, I feel like with celebrities too, they're so used to, well, you have to go through my people and then those people really are just gatekeeping for no reason. Yeah. And yeah, they're all, you want to go hang out and talk rather than just sit here and twiddle your thumbs? Absolutely. No doubt about it. This is not good news for everybody on this show but me. You ready? Yeah. Marijuana use dramatically increases risk of a heart attack. Did you know that when no. you're hitting the pipe? Well, yeah, me hitting the pipe <laughs> on the way on the yeah. elevator ride up here. I get a little high. Is that what that smell is? Yep. yep. Okay. Hitting the pipe. Regularly using marijuana can significantly increase a person's risk of a heart attack. I gotta believe they're talking about smoking it, though, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Oh yeah. Talking about smoking, be, right? Yeah, because smoke is know. not good for you. Well, yeah. The, I wonder if, I wonder if it could just be marijuana in general. No, or I've seen they this. Smoking. These types of articles have been circulating quite a bit the oh, last really? couple weeks, and yeah, they're talking specifically <clears throat> about smoking. Okay. Most of them. Yeah, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. Regularly using marijuana can significantly increase a person's risk of a heart attack, heart failure, and stroke. According to a pair of new studies that will be presented at a major upcoming medical conference, people who use marijuana daily have a 34% increase of risk of heart failure compared to people who don't use the drug, according to one of the new studies. Well, again, don't smoke anything. Yeah. Vaping is smoking. Yeah. I wish they'd understand that. Yeah. Vaping is a thousand percent smoking. Right. I mean, it they is. talk about it being, in some ways, worse. Yes, depending absolutely. on what you're looking at. Because yeah. of the, isn't it because of the water content or something, the moisture part of it? Yeah, there's the moisture aspect, and then also the chemical compounds that oh, like sure. they're put in there with you have mm. different flavors and all that stuff is just not supposed yeah, to be inhaled. When Juul went through their whole thing years ago, the one of the companies it wasn't Juul itself, but people that making <sighs> made the cartridges. One of the chemicals they used it like. <clears throat> stuck to your lungs and was very heavy and yeah. so it caused oh, people sure. to have collapsed lungs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, don't do it. I mean, you want to you want to hit some uh some you know pellets or whatever the hell. What do we call those little marijuana tabs? Oh, whatever. like edibles? Like edibles, yeah, that would be good. Gummies? Yeah, gummies. Well, you have edibles. gummies, but they they got these little pills too. They're not really pills. Or oh, like... yeah. I mean, there's so much capsules. available now. Yeah, you can get like the capsules. You can get like tinctures or milks where you put like drops of yeah. THC get... in your water and drink it. Can you get pellets like the kind you'd feed your dog? <laughs> yes. You can That's freeze, exactly it. Freeze-dried dog food style <laughs> THC treats. It's like cereal. What, would, milk what the hell would they call Because you can get little... Capsules. Like 30, they're not capsules. Okay. They're little kind of pill-looking things. They're smaller than an aspirin, but they're like a brownish pill, and it's THC. Yeah. No, it's just a pill. So it's not a pill. An well, aspirin a is not a pill. Aspirin, technically, an aspirin is, is a pill. 100% no, pill. it is not. Do you want to, this is, what, what, what? Do you want to take yeah, it a capsule say, orally? Is not, uh, I'm saying the capsule, not the pill part, the capsule. It's not a capsule. The capsule means in itself... Putting something in right. one end and closing it. Yeah, right. but you That's said it's a not a pill. I said you're a pill. 
That's true. Too. That's what I hear. He, he, always, he always insults you once he realizes he's wrong. Oh, here we go. There we go. And it's... that's been once so far in 53 years. <laughs> the only time you've ever attacked me. Ever. Well, not, you know, well, that's this true. segment. Good point. This segment, yeah, exactly. The new findings leverage uh, health data from 157,000 people in the National Institutes of Health, all of us research program. Researchers analyzed whether marijuana users were more likely to experience heart failure than non-users over the course of nearly four years. The results said that coronary artery disease was behind marijuana's users' uh, increased risk. We've been talking about it on this show now for 10 months, uh, long before this article came out. It is not good to inhale anything. Yeah. Don't do right. it. It's particles, and you don't need particles yeah. in your system. You don't need anything that, yeah, is going to interfere with your aviolar. Aviolar? I have to be very careful when I say that because a lot of times I say areola, and that is not so different. Deal. Areola is different than an aviolar. What's the other one? <laughs> uh, aviolar. It's, uh, aviolar. It's like the sacs within <clears throat> your lungs, and they, if they get mucus or anything in them, you got problems. I had a neighbor named Aviolar. Does that... Same guy, same, he's the one who invented it. He's the one, he's the one, I'm looking at him in my mind right now, he is not the one that invented anything. I will tell you that. No, Aviolar invented, so, I've never heard of Avio, Aviolar. Are you sure it's Aviolar? I thought it was, what's, uh, I keep thinking of aioli. Aioli, I like aioli. But I'm talking about. Good garlic aioli. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, Alveolar is, uh, the, it's within your lungs, it's these little sacs. That's it's on a very you no, can't see them like on an X-ray. You mean alveoli? Well, that's the plural. Oh, okay. Sorry that you're trying to. I was making sure that I got an A in pathophysiology. Okay. So. I'm, I'm not the Here one that's in doctor school. I'm not in med school like Brittany. I was just trying no. to make sure we're all on the same page. But yeah. either way, what? Okay, you have to just think about your body as there's a transfer of oxygen onto blood, right? You don't oh. want those pathways filled up with anything no. you don't want Correct. you know and so your lungs are such an it's amazing how our body can just divide up you know what goes in where your your esophagus your food to your lungs and all that mm-hmm. stuff so when things get blocked up at all that's not the one you want how about better here we go again what do you think i like it now get naked <clears throat> yeah don't inhale things inhaling is don't, not good don't do it it's all true. I mean, did have they ever had an inhalable treatment or you know, like an inhaler? I mean, <laughs> well, an inhaler for is that what is that for? Mean asthma. for you? Oh, is that for asthma? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, like well, I suppose that would be true. Stuff yeah. like that? Well, is that an avi- Does that treat aviolar? No. Well, I think inhalers. It's not a steroid, but essentially that's how it works. Where it, like opens your airways. So right it's away, a basal, exercising. It's a bronchodilator, so it expands your um, the airways. So it depends what's in the inhaler, but if you're talking about an albuterol, mm-hmm. it's, the concept is is to open your airways more. Mm-hmm. Albuterol, al- we're gonna all invent these new songs. <laughs> albuterol, you're good. Do you know what's so funny? I have to do a commercial for a drug. <clears throat> And so I might oh my make God. you. Can we film it? We could totally film it. I have to. It's like due in December. What you you might have what to. What are you talking about? You know how I'm in a pharmacology class? Yeah. Wait, you're in. <laughs> yes, we're aware. I was just giving, <laughs> getting Tom up to speed. That was that so was a cold. ten out of ten delivery. That was cold right there. You? And... How'd they let you in? And so 
I have to film a, a commercial for a drug. I haven't read the assignment that much because it's not due till so December. So you're shooting a commercial for class. For class, so it's an assignment. Yeah. Okay. You might have to make the jingle. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. For a second, I thought you meant you got you're promoting one for the show. No. And so I was very excited because oh yeah, we can have a blast with this. Yeah, there you go. Have a good time. Hey, speaking of "Here Comes Santa Claus," song like that, did you yeah. see Elvis Presley's cousin lost apparently in the race? He was up for, I don't know, some governorship somewhere in America. I don't even know where it was, but they put it up there. His name is like Bill Presley or something, and he's Elvis's cousin. I can't ride those coattails to the office. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. I guess not. Brandon Presley. Oh, Brandon Presley. There you go. And he is Elvis's cousin. I don't, I mean, I just saw the article. Brandon Presley conceded to the incumbent oh, Mississippi Governor okay. Tate oh, Reeves on Tuesday night after Republican managed to hold on his position. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I don't know if it says anything about, this one is just very. Oh, because the TV news was all over the fact that he was Elvis's cousin. His first order of business once in office is to implement a hunk of hunk of burning love. Yeah. See, also, what do you think of like, that? Using, and I'm not saying he tried to use the fact that he was Elvis's cousin oh, as, no. yeah. as his platform. <laughs> but that would have worked maybe 30 years ago. Now, I don't really, does anybody still really care about See, Elvis that I, that's much? That's so amazing to me because I go all the way back literally to like Rudy Valley a hundred and some years ago mm -hmm. looking at great performers. You know, Glenn Miller was during World War II. People nowadays don't do that anymore, do they? No. No. Why? I mean, if it's well, good music, it's good music. Because nowadays, I think we're oversaturated with the yeah, amount probably. of music, especially in music, because everybody can record a song in their basement and release it. And Unfortunately. You, so, yeah, you have to comb through so much that... Yeah. Uh, Brandon Presley is a second cousin of Elvis Presley. Oh, born, second cousin, okay. Born a few days before the rock and roll legend died. Oh, really? Yeah. Brandon oh, that's Presley. not necessarily good. He, he died at like 42, didn't he? he was, uh, yeah, he's super young. Didn't he die on a toilet? Yeah, he was pinching a loaf reading the Bible. There is... Did you, that's true. I'm not making that up. That See, I thought my, it was a drug overdose. Or I guess I always assumed it was a drug overdose. That no, did him not, in. well, it might have been several drug overdoses so, that did him in. I had read something that his the the report on his death won't be released for another like two years. They can't like openly release it. No, they still don't. Because they were trying to prevent people from seeing it. But maybe that I got to look into that because I feel like I might be. Making that up. You know that some people still believe that's fake, that he didn't die. I mean, look at him. Yeah, him and Tupac, right? There was though, didn't he? There was a good chunk of my college years where I was convinced that Tupac was coming back. Yeah, see, okay. AJ covered it yep. right there, ladies and gentlemen. I told you my Elvis story about how generous he was, didn't I? I don't think so. Or you never heard it? Not to me, nope. at least. A friend named Steve Hatley worked at WHBQ in Memphis. Uh, and Steve, unfortunately, well, I'll, I'll close the unfortunate part. I'll close it with that. Okay. So we're going to WHBQ in Memphis, and Elvis used to come in there all the time. I can't remember. God, they used to talk. His best friend was the program director at WHBQ, but I can't remember his name anymore. And this would have been way when Elvis was alive. Mm -hmm. But Steve Hatley's coming into work one day, and Elvis pulls up on this brand-new, beautiful motorcycle. I guess it's just absolutely gorgeous motorcycle. And Steve goes, hey, Elvis, how you doing? He goes, not too bad, man. How you doing? And Steve says, God, Elvis, that's a beautiful motorcycle. He goes, you think you like it? And I said, yeah. He 
thing is gorgeous. He said, yeah, I spent a lot of time looking at it, and I'm glad that you like it. Here. He gave him the keys. He gave him the motorcycle. Wow. What? Now, the wow. bad news, uh, about one year later, Steve was killed in a motorcycle accident. Dang. Was it that, was it that motorcycle? I believe it was. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. How unfortunate. And it was more than one year later. It was quite a while late after that. But, yeah, he got killed in a motorcycle accident. How Elvis gives you a motorcycle and it ended up killing you. Elvis oh, curse. The Elvis, Elvis curse all the way. Don't ever accept a, don't ever accept a vehicle or a motorcycle from the king. You know, one thing I loved about Elvis's acting, hmm. there were certain words he said like a true Mississippian. I know. You know, the one thing that he could never say, and I talked to some directors about this that did hit movies with him. Yeah. Said he just insisted that's how it was pronounced correctly, because he would say things on camera. Come up, I know we can talk forever about this. But the important thing is, important. He totally reminds me of, who was it who said a word wrong and was like, no, that's how I say it now. Oh, yeah, who was it? You're right, because there was somebody. I think it was Captain, is it that guy? Oh, there was. It was William 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 Shatner. Shatner. Yeah, and it just reminds me of, like, I'm doing one take, and they're like, can we do another one? And Elvis would be like, no. What was the word he was saying totally wrong? What was it? Sabotage. Sabotage. Oh, sabotage. Like, who is yelling right now? Andy's not even here yet. You can Andy's, just yell all the way from the car. Andy's AJ, turn trying your mic to sabotage on. our show. Yeah, sabotage. You say sabotage. I say sabotage. No, no one does, <laughs> sir. That's not a thing. I used to love have him on, though. We used to have uh, William Shatner on the show all the time, and he was just, what a great guy. Yeah. He, a lot of people didn't like him, though, apparently. A lot of ac- actors don't care for him. Hmm. That's interesting. Hey, I don't Br- know why that is. Brittany, how worked up do you want to get right now? Do you want Uh-oh. to get angry or no? The answer is yes. Uh-oh. Yeah, I want to get angry. Eric writes in. He's listening. He says, I care about El- Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley is above Taylor Swift. Sorry, Brit. Oh, my God. What a punch what you, to the what gut. What are your thoughts on that? Just another guy telling me that something I like sucks. Audrey, me like a fool. I love Elvis. Yeah. And I also, Eric, you're going to like this. Uh, me and Eric are buds. We write, ja, 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 instead of ha, ha, ha. Um, what? In, in, what <laughs> was that just now? So, like, if you if you speak Spanish, you write J-H, or J-A-J-A-J-A instead of ha, ha, ha. So we'll write each other back and forth. Ja, 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 ja. Um... What so the, did, you, did you just have a brain freeze? She's having a stroke. She's no. having a stroke, I think. You're right. I do have to tell you this. So I keep finding this, and I think you're going to really like this. Don't change the subject of you from sounding like a fool. Elvis <laughs> has his autopsy is sealed at the request of the family I, is, yeah. for 50 years, and it will continue yep. to be private until 2027. Ooh, four more years. I know. I feel like it's going to be super interesting. They do talk about, they gave us a lot, like his blood work had like, Every drug imaginable in it, like including like quaaludes, which you can't even get anymore. Right. So, or you can't get ludes anymore. No, I'm sure you could. Yes, you. Did you ever? Quaaludes aren't used. I'm pretty sure that like this was covered in Wolf of Wall Street. Like for some reason, like they stopped production, and so they just are not made, and they're not able to be made anymore. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You keep doubting me today. Brittany knows this stuff. I can just Kinda. blindly doubt you on everything you say, and I'm probably right about 60% Ooh, of the time. there's a shot. Welcome here, Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's Tevin rocking your hearts and minds. Don't touch that dot. 
rocking your hearts and minds. <laughs> and Don't touch the- that dial. Gee, how is it the radio's falling apart? When we when we come back, we're gonna let you know about the ten things that Minnesotans do. Minnesotans do the most. Don't touch that dial. Flawless. Gotta 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 tease them into the break, and you come back and you pay it off. I know how radio works. Three sex moves that could be illegal in your bedroom. What what What? what the hell are you two talking about? Three moves that'll make your girl go wow. Wow, you Oh my God! Why me? Wowie, wowie, wowie! I can't remember. Oh my gosh! Well, this this has gone off the. Rails. We've ruined this show. Yes, you have. There's no. You can't even argue the point. <laughs> that you've now ruined the Jesus. It's just so bad. It's good. Yeah, this is really all the show is when Tom's not here. Is us no. just making radio jokes. Oh, that's just wonderful news. No but question. The, the about people it. love it. The they, people, <laughs> they love it. The people, they write in. Yeah. Sometimes we'll get a, I can't stand Britney's voice, get her off air vibe. That's Why fine. would not somebody not like your voice? I understand. I don't want to hear it. Some no, people are saying that. <laughs> what? Jesus. Me, I'm saying that. Oh, I'm you're saying that. Those okay, well, I'm some people. But I have a question for you. Yes. Yeah. I think the only reason they do that is when you over project. That's the only reason they wouldn't. You got a good voice. It's when you over project, they don't like it. No, it, it's usually along the lines of, um, I don't like what you said. Stop saying oh, it. Oh, you mean, oh, it's not your voice, then it's oh. just your brain. It's, it's like one person, but it sticks with me, and I love it. I don't think it's one person, but, you know. It's, they it's, speak for the group. The they, masses. <laughs> it's one person who has 45 emails. They speak through the masses. God, I cannot remember the, the name of the guy who used to do American Top 40. What the hell was his oh, name? Brian Seacrest? No. No, no, oh before him. Oh, no. Um, oh, my God. Uh I can Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem. There you go. Casey Kasem. Kasem crazy um, coming across the U.S. Her dog found herself in a particularly sad situation. Oh God! You remember he his, was in love. Remember his last report on the dog? Oh. I'm sitting here trying to do the show. I'm doing the best I can, and you want me to talk about a goddamn dog dying. And then you want me to transition into Mariah Carey. What the actual hell are we doing it in the production phenomenal. room? It, it was, was so <laughs> funny. We got to find the audio for that. We should. It's I gotta, so funny. Have you ever seen Bill uh, Bill Hader? He used to be on SNL. Sure. He, he talks about how he used to try. He tried to get a a sketch sketch like set up for the show where it was the Kasems and he was Casey Kasem and then it was like his son like Connor Kasem yeah. and stuff. But they would talk the same way. So it's like, son. It's me, your father, Casey Kasem. <laughs> I told you to be home at 10 o'clock, and now it's 10.30. Where were you? Dad, I'm sorry. This is your son, Connor Kasem. <laughs> Coming live from your driveway. Everybody it's talks it's me thing. here in the driveway, and I just want to say that me and the fellas were out a little later than I thought. I apologize. I love that. Son, I'm furious with you. It's your father. Like, it's just back and forth. And it was the most, like, it, it never aired. It never so made it to funny. stage because it flopped, I guess. But Why? I, that's the thing. Like, it's hilarious. Him talking about it. He's, like, in tears talking about it. Well, had Casey just died or something? Is that why it didn't make it? No, I think it just... It's one of those things where a lot of Bill Hader's comedy is very funny to a knee, like a very niche. Bill group. Hader's good. I oh, think. he's hilarious. I think he's very good. But like that would have cracked me up, but probably not everybody would have thought that was funny. Well, give a sense of humor for Christ's sake. <laughs> Casey Kasem, your long distance dedication. It's all true. <laughs> uh, we we used to have his daughter. It was it was his daughter, I think. We used to have on on the queue once. Oh, in really? A while. Very very nice person. Actually, I think I remember <clears throat> that. Oh. What the hell was her name again? I can't remember. I haven't talked to her in years now. Because there was that big court battle between her and Casey's new wife. Yeah, and they couldn't. 
wasn't there a while where she couldn't find him and they came yes. to the press about it? Yep. All this is coming yep. back to me. Is it Carrie Kasem? Carrie, I think that's exactly Carrie right. Carrie Kasem. Of course it I'm is. I'm looking for my dad in all the wrong places. He used to do that all the time. <laughs> Let's all get together and listen to this song. Dude, you got a good Kasem. I don't know why I can do that either. It's, I've never even tried to do that before. It's pretty pretty good. Am I mentally ill? Yeah. That, you think what it is? Yeah, I mean, no. No, that's, that's not it. If the shoe fits. Tell you what, we'll be right back right after this. AJ will be headed to the house, and we'll be joined by Andy. What about that, bro? This is the Tom so Bernard good. Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, five. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The new Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. 